You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we'll look at the Texans roster shuffling this week and how they replaced three players who they placed on IR earlier in the week. We'll also dive into the Texans receiver issues and we'll go over every scenario. And there's a lot of them for the Texans playoff seating. So hold on to your hat for that. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast, along with my co-host, Brian Patterson, who runs and contributes to Fanside. It's houseofhouston.com. You know the routine. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And hope everybody out there had a wonderful Christmas. How'd it go for you, Brian? Uh, Christmas went fine. Uh, I got to see a little bit of family and, um, you know, the Rockets got that dub. Uh, it was a, a terrific game. Austin Rivers debut. So, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. Went by too fast. So. Yeah, they always go by too fast. And I, I tell you what, <laughs> the, the, the cool thing for me was I, I went over to my niece's, my sister's house and my niece was there and I walk in the door and she's like, oh, you got to see this. And she takes me and she shows me and she got everything that you can imagine of the Astros gear. She got slippers and, you know, uh, pajamas and pillows and bl- blankets. I mean, everything. So not not a good sign for the Texans because she had no Texans gear, but she's she's hardcore into the Astros, especially that's that that's the sort of the result, the the uh, residual of winning a World Series. So we got to get her in the Texas. They got to do something. They got to get the the fans on board. Uh, Brian, the, the Texans signed a familiar preseason face to the active roster inside linebacker. Josh Kyes is back. Uh, they placed Brian Peters on IR. He's done for the year. They also re-signed inside linebacker Tyrell Adams to the active roster. He played three games for the Texans earlier this season. As you, I'm sure, remember, he played 57 snaps on special teams and none on defense in weeks five, six, and seven. But, Brian, I, I was expecting the Texans to sign a quarterback a cornerback after they placed uh, Kayvon Webster on IR. Were you a little bit shocked by that? They, they didn't add a corner? I would have loved for that to happen, but that goes to show their confidence uh, in Sharice Wright. Uh, they still continue to <laughs> run him out there. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, he continues to still get blown by the faster receivers. You know, obviously, the pickets must be slim out there, you know, on the waiver wire. So that's the whole uh, situation there. Yeah, I'm, I don't understand the confidence. I guess they're confident in him. But the good news, I tell you what, there is good news. Aaron Colvin's pro football focus numbers – Hey, they were quietly very good this past Sunday. He played a good game. In 48 snaps in coverage, he graded out at a 72.4 out of 100. And if anybody is wondering how cornerback Deontay Burton looked, because, you know, we didn't get too much into him, Brian, but in his first significant NFL action, 42 snaps, eh, it wasn't that great, 57.5. But, you know, he's basically a rookie out there. I mean, this is a guy that played in his first game with any significant snaps at all. I mean, he, he played in a couple early in the season, a couple of them early in the season when he played for the Falcons, but that was it. Yeah, when Jonathan Joseph and uh, uh, Kareem Jackson went down, you know, it seemed like, you know, our guys were dropping like flies, you know, out there on the field. Uh, DeAndre, they had, to no, had no choice but to go on and, and unleash him. And again, that's his first game. He's he's going to be, you know, rusty, but we're hoping that, you know, with this week and he's going to get, a little bit of time hopefully 
Kareem Jackson is going to be out there. It looks like he is trending toward playing. Jonathan Joseph looked like he's going to be trending toward playing. But, uh, you know, who knows? DeAndre Bird may be able to go out there and uh, on some reps, you know, throughout the game to give those guys rest and uh, be able to continue to improve. All right. One one other thing. Stephen Mitchell was a guy that they added to the active roster. I mentioned him a little bit in the crossover in yesterday's show with the Jags guys and uh, the Locked On Jags host. And, okay, here's the deal. You know, I mentioned a little bit, but this is a guy that tore ligaments in his right knee and in 2013, early in his college career, redshirted that year. In 2014, plays 11 games, started two but missed two games with a knee sprain after missing spring practices with a knee injury and a hernia. He started six games and played in 12 as a sophomore, but missed two games with a sprained ankle. He made 37 catches for 335 yards and four touchdowns. Another knee injury shortened his junior year to seven games with three starts. He started seven of 11 games as a senior playing 41 or making 41 catches for 644 yards and four touchdowns. But Brian, you know, like I told the guys yesterday in the crossover, you know, this is just – I don't get it. You know, you got all these receivers with injury issues and you go bring a, bring in a guy that there is potential there, but uh, we're back at square one with, you know, the Bruce Ellingtons and the Will Fullers and the Kiki QTs. We keep doing it. We keep running it back this way. With that game against the Eagles, I mean, we had been primarily healthy uh, the entire season – uh, up until that point, it all culminated at, at that point. Except, except that wide receiver, we weren't healthy at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's the problem. And, and you know, there's some good stuff with Burton. He he ran a four five six forty. He's fast, very fast. Twenty percent of his catches went for twenty five or more yards in college, and he's he's able to make tacklers miss in a hall closet, as Lance Zerline described on NFL.com. You know, he he's a guy with real quickness and real escapability. So maybe they feel like they found a diamond in a rough, but yeah, Brian, I mean, yeah, the, the, the injuries we've talked about it, they, they escaped the most of the year, but yeah, that's where we're back. We're back at square one with them on the, on the injury front, like we were last year. Although, you know, it's, it's basically been concentrated in just a couple of areas, cornerback and wide receiver. We just can't seem to get that, that particular unit, right. Um, just misfortune happens left and right, but you know, it's about the next man up, but we hope that these next men up are able to go out there and make an impact. Uh, you know, I think with Sharice Wright, he is what he is, you know, going back to him. But again, it's playoff time. You know, we, we already need to start thinking about the playoffs, you know, let alone win this game. But, uh, you know, it's just just a lot of issues there. But uh, I think the Texans, they're they're going to roll just fine. Let's let's just hope that, uh, you know, the guys that we have out there stay healthy. OK, so Brian predicts a win. They're going to roll right through the playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we Brian and win the Super Bowl. Super confident coming off of <laughs> his uh, Christmas presents and everything. Hey, uh, just a quick reminder. Make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. You get all the local experts in our Locked On NFL Network in one feed. Uh, just a reminder, great, great thing to follow over there. Uh, also on Instagram, you get locked on NFL net, you get the major stories in just a minute. So it's perfect bite size audio. We're going to talk in, a, in just a second about, uh, where the Texans are as far as the playoffs and, and the scenarios that can happen. But just a final reminder, just make sure you follow locked on NFL net on Twitter and, and Instagram. Really cool uh, deal. Again, locked on NFL net.
All right, Brian, before we get into some playoff scenarios, uh, you know, we were talking about the receivers and I don't know at this point in the season, you figure there's just not a bunch of guys out there, but I know you checked up on where are the, uh, the receivers that the Texans have had over the couple of last couple of years. Cause they've, they've had some guys that know the system and that maybe not be, they're not, maybe not doing much these days. What, what, what did you come up with? Where, where, where is everybody right now? Well, let's go through the list, uh, you know, over the past couple of seasons. Let's start with Jalen Strong. Um, the last time he had some action was with the Jags in the 2017 season. Uh, he's been a free agent, has not played uh, this season. Braxton Miller um, is still signed to the Eagles. He's on the practice squad. Uh, so he could be signed off the squad. And, you know, there's, you know, some whispers that, you know, maybe they should go on and try to do it, try to bring him back. But I think they've, you know, they they know what they can get out of him and they have heard that song before. So that's the reason why, you know, nobody has picked him up because, you know, you, you can be signed off a practice squad, of course. Bruce Ellington, um, he's still with the Detroit Lions, uh, still being used, still available on the roster. Keith Mumphrey, we all know what happened to him, um, you know, with just the news that came out uh, with the Me Too movement. You know, he was all caught up in that. He's still a free agent. I would expect him to be. Uh, Kiki Cutie, hurt. Will Fuller, hurt. Alan Bonner, I don't know if he's retired or he's just a free agent. He just, you know, kind of fell off the face of the earth. And, you know, if you want to go back even further, Devere Posey, a guy that Bill O'Brien did not see eye to eye with, and he quickly got off the roster as soon as he took over in 2014. But he's still in the CFL with the BC Lions, so good for him. And um, that's pretty much your your uh, free agent, your wide receiver list over the past, uh, let's see, three or four seasons. Yeah, Alan Ball, <laughs> you named another guy that couldn't stay healthy. I mean, the, the Texans right. are they are king of finding these receivers that just can't get healthy and, and you mentioned Bruce, Bruce Ellington available no not really he's not available because he he is on their active roster with Detroit uh he has and I'm 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 kind of looking it up as we speak here he's got uh 31 receptions this year between the Lions and the Texans it looks like he's got 23 so far with the Lions so not not a whole lot it looks like he hasn't played in the last couple of weeks either so that, that that's your Bruce Ellington update, but just interesting. I, I mean, you know, Vincent Smith, uh, he caught the touchdown. The Texans were scared to death of putting him on uh, the practice squad. They were just scared, scared to do it. Brian, remember we talked about it. They, they didn't want to do it. They kept him on the 53. They were scared that somebody was going to snap him up and they really saw a future in this guy. And it's his time to shine. I mean, it's right. It's a, it's Vincent Smith's world right now. And he's going to be the main guy. If you, you look at what, what they've got left, he's the main guy opposite uh, Deandre Hopkins, unless somehow, some way, you know, Kiki QT can come in and help you. But I think even if QT comes back, him and Burton, or, or, or uh, him and uh, Deontay Carter, I should say, or DeAndre, is it DeAndre Carter? DeAndre, DeAndre, they're, DeAndre they're, Carter. They, they're the slots. So it, it's, it's Vincent Smith time, baby. 
Yeah, DeAndre Carter's uh, versatility has really uh, emanated uh, throughout these past games since he's been signed. He was a late sign, uh, but really has worked out with the Texans. Still uh, pretty speedy. Uh, again, we talked about he's a he was a substitute teacher while he was waiting for his opportunity when he got cut from the Patriots, and and now he's helping this team out in a meaningful way. Uh, but yeah, you you, you want to go in and put Vincent Smith on the outside. I would have DeAndre Carter in the slot. I, you know, with Kiki, I, I'm all bets are off if he's going to play with these Sunday. Just just surprise me. Just say he's going to be active. He's currently questionable right now. But, you know, all bets are on that he's not going to play. So I would like to be surprised for this Sunday that he's actually going to be available anytime this season. I mean, that's one hell of an injury. I mean, they, they can't figure this thing out. But again, it's just sometimes it's just your body. It's just. You know, it, it, it's crazy well, stuff. There's two weeks left here that maybe in the Texan season, there's maybe two games left. We don't, we're not sure. You know, maybe they can win uh, an, a game after that. But at some point, uh, you got to do with Kiki QT either say, we're going to shut him down. I mean, I would expect either, hey, we're going to shut him down or let's give it a shot. Let's roll him out there. If he gets hurt, so what? I mean, we're not, we're not going to miss him for, more than a couple of games here. There's only so many games left right now. Um, you know, let's look at this uh, playoff scenario because it is complicated uh, for the Texans. I mean, it's not complicated. They're they're in that part is not complicated. They they win, they win the division. Uh, that that's easy. But they uh, can also uh, clinch. Believe it or not, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Th- this is a true story. The, if the Texans win. The Patriots somehow lose, uh, the Chiefs lose, the Chargers lose, uh, then they would clinch a tie and strength of victory uh, with uh, Kansas City. Some, I, I, don't, don't, I mean, my head's spinning right now, but if all of that somehow happens, I think Santa Claus is going to come down everybody's chimney and give all of you guys a million dollars. But that is the scenario for the Texans to get home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. Now, they can clinch the AFC South title and a first round bye with a win, a New England loss, or tie. So that's one easy scenario. They can win, they can get a Kansas City loss, a Chargers loss, and then they clinch a tie and strength of victory over Kansas City. So that's another way. I mean, there's four different ways here that they can get the first round by. Um, there's also just uh, a tie. They If they tie and New England loses, it's also, you know, so it's basically a winner tie and New England loses. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good scenario for them to get uh, that first round by. Then also uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee tie, New England loss, Baltimore win, and then they somehow get, I, that is, it's, it's, Indianapolis, they're not going to tie. Somebody's going to win that game. And then Houston clinches the AFC South division title, obviously with the win and then, uh, or a tie from Indy, Tennessee. That's the other way they can uh, clinch the AFC South and division title. You know, the other scenarios, of course, if they lose and then it's, it's you're a six seed at that point, I believe if, if they lose, I think it's, it's pretty much a lock that they're a six seed. Maybe there's a tie in any Tennessee tie somehow, but yeah, they just take care of business, get the win. So you at least get the home field advantage in the first round, whether you're playing, you know, in that first game, the first weekend, or you're playing the second weekend. But Brian, are, are you following all this stuff? 
<laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. My head spinning from all these scenarios, and you know, it, it, it it's going to be a wild and crazy week seventeen. I tell you what, uh, but I'm 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 really really looking forward to seeing how this all is going to shake out. I mean, there is still a shot. You know, we need some help <laughs> that the Texas could get the number one seed. They just have to do their job and, and win. But uh, I tell you what, but if it's if it's a three six matchup with the Colts, I, I've got to be really concerned about that especially with the way uh they played in our our last matchup with them um you, you know they're really rolling now you know those young guys they they're they're getting it andrew lux in in full stride yeah i, I worry about and especially I, with i'm the rooting guys for the titans dude i'm rooting for the titans this week because I, I i want no part of the colts because you know the likelihood is if the colt you know the colts win the texans are, are playing the colts one way or the other i believe i i you know, I'm not positive, but I think it's either Colts win and, you know, it's a 3-6 matchup if the Texans win and they're the three and the Colts are the six or it's or it's vice versa if the Texans lose. And you don't want to face Andrew Luck. I mean, I, I feel like the only way the Texans win the first game in the playoffs right now, the way their defense is looking, because the defense, honestly, right now, Brian, scares me to half to death. I mean, that that to me, as much as we talk about the wide receiver situation – and the running back situation with Lamar Miller being banged up and Deontay Foreman not looking like he's ready to play football yet. And, you know, Alfred Blue struggling at this point in the season. But the biggest concern is, you know, you could hang your hat on the Texans defense for the middle game, middle part of the season. But right now, ugh, they're, they're, they're just not good. They're not good anymore. These are just growing pains, losing two of their last three games. Uh, but I, I really do think that there's going to be a way they'll be able to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. And that's on Bill O'Brien to motivate these guys to go out there and win one for the Gipper. Uh, you're doing the win <laughs> one for the Gipper. And you're talking about growing pains with the team that, you know, with a bunch of veterans. There shouldn't be any, any as far as growing. I mean, you're, you're 16 games into the season or 16 weeks into the season. Growing pains is, should be over with, but uh, you know a couple a couple more concerns I want to hit on before we close it out. But just want to remind everybody: uh, if you love the show, spread the word, uh, treat us with a nice Christmas gift, and bring us some more listeners on, on board. You know how to find us: uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Also, a great way to share our show links and maybe. I mean, I just write us a nice review. A little Christmas review would be pretty cool too. LockedOnTexans@mail.com. Uh, that's the way to reach us. If you've got questions or comments or, you know, we're, we'll mention you on the show for sure. Uh, if you've got something interesting that you want to bring into the conversation. But uh, again, it's locked on Texans at mail.com. All right, Brian, let's let's take a look at the Jags game. Uh, let's one last look. And, you know, we talk with the crossover, the crossover show with the locked on Jags guys. Hey, look, it, this is Blake Bortles. Swan song. He's playing for a contract probably with somebody else as a backup. So maybe that's motivation for him. Jalen Ramsey, though, uh, they can afford to put help on him. Uh, you know, that's something that uh, I, I we might have gotten into a little bit, but it's worth repeating. They can now bring help over there because there is nobody else that anybody fears with the Texans at wide receivers. So uh, Jalen Ramsey could have it could be double team. It's just like we'll just take. Uh, Hopkins out of the equation and you're going to make, you know, you're going to have to beat us with somebody else, but 
I, I don't know about you, the, the running back, situ- I don't understand how the Texans, with running backs being a diamond, how can they not find somebody that can help out this running back core a little bit? Because my, my issue with these guys, are, it's not just that they're not uh, anything special as running backs, but man, I would just love if the Texans signed somebody, even if he's not the best runner in the world, that can block, that can catch passes out of the backfield, that knows how to do some of the other stuff that can help out Deshaun Watson. Somebody that just helps out Deshaun would be great. Ultimately, having Deshaun Watson, having him in the fold is is just the reason why the Texans have been so successful, just with his ability to cover up those uh, inadequacies. But it looks like that Lamar Miller is going to be ready to go Sunday. Again, he's looking like he's going to be questionable as well. But, you know, from what I understand, he's feeling a lot better. Uh, but again, you know, the, the the team doctor has to say he's clear to play because feel is a lot different than if you're going to be going out there and being cleared to play. And then going back to uh, wide receivers, I think Vincent Smith can step up to the challenge. Now, his route running can it can obviously use some work, and that's because he's young at this game and he's going to get better at that. But his speed, I mean, this guy was able to put up a 4.36.40. I mean, that that's insane uh, with the amount of speed that this guy is going to be able to have. I mean, he's a deep ball threat. You're definitely going to put him on the outside. I would start him Sunday. Um, and then the, he's, I, I really do think that they can use him as a weapon. It's going to be interesting to see what Bill O'Brien dials up for Vincent. You would start him on Sunday. Was there any, is there any other guy that there's, a, you're not starting Steven Mitchell who just, you know, just got added to the active. Who else is there that's going to start at the other wide receiver? I mean, that 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 that's the deal. There there is no choice. It's Vincent Smith. You, you could start DeAndre Carter if if you want. You could start DeAndre Carter if you want, but that's going to be more work for him because he's doing punt and kick returns too. Well, DeAndre Carter's so. a slot guy. He's not the. I'm talking about you. You 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 start two guys that are going to be outside receivers. Typically, you don't start one outside receiver and just a bunch of slot. <laughs> receivers well they used them on the outside in some you know especially against the jets they used them on the outside in different plays as well so we we don't know what bill o'brien's gonna dial up but yes you're right yeah he is a slot guy but you know because of his versatility it's interesting it'll be interesting to see how bill o'brien uses each of those guys who he puts in the slot that's my point yeah did you see how many did he uh was out there how many uh snaps that he got in, in the on the outside in that game um, I, I don't have the exact number. I did see a few snaps, but uh, not anything significant. But it, but again, you know, for the I believe the fifty yard catch. I'm trying to remember what was he on the outside or was he um, in the slot when DeAndre Carter got the fifty yard catch? Yeah, he was in the slot. He was in the slot for that one for sure. He was. He yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. It, again, it just it will be interesting to see what Bill O'Brien does, you know, in that situation with the versatility that these guys have, because that's that's the buzzword for the Houston Texans. Yeah, we know the buzzword. You don't have to remind yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, our listeners know. Too. I mean, our listeners are smart. They know they know what, what you're talking about. But uh, hey, uh, just want to wrap it up. We're, we're not going to talk to you until next time we. Uh, connect with you guys will be for the post game show unless something crazy crazy happens between now and then and and it's been known to happen but uh looking forward to talk to everybody uh in a couple of days also uh for those interested i am going i am not going but i am a guest on the cheers cast 
which is a podcast on the show Cheers, which is my favorite show of all time. So if you're a fan of Cheers at all, uh, that's, you know, just, I mean, if you haven't seen Cheers ever, go, go, go look at it. Go check it out. All the episodes are on Prime right now. Amazon Prime's got them, but uh, just had a blast. Had a really good, cool hour, hour conversation over on the Cheers cast and just was a such fun to, to talk about that show. And I've got some stories about some of the cast that I had a chance to to meet. That was uh, pretty fun. And, and also just uh, uh, the, the episode is about, uh, they, they, he goes through every single, the, the host of the show goes through each episode of Cheers. So, you, you know, this when I do season one, episode 13. So the beginning of it, though, the first 15, 20 minutes, though, we, we just get into uh, some stories and, and other stuff besides that. But go check it out. It's called Cheers Cast, all the same places you find your typical podcast. Of course, Brian's on House of Houston. You got my Houston Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we haven't done anything this week, but go check the archives, and I guarantee you we're going to have some stuff in the next few days over there that you're going to definitely want to listen to. But uh, until we talk to you again, have a great weekend. And as, uh, as always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs> my